Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special extra episode of Queen's Speech. With me today is Eldor Deville, who you may remember from previous podcast episodes. But for those of you who are new to all this, Elder is one of the founders of Samtokin 22. Am I saying that right, Elder? Yeah, Samtokin 22, yeah. Samtokin 22, which is a lesbian and gay organization in Iceland. And it's roughly equivalent to the LGB alliance here in the UK. Is Would, would that be fair to say? would be very fair because we share its values and uh, and goals so yes okay so um, like the lgba uh, sam tokin 22 is interested in lesbian and gay rights um they don't subscribe to this gender ideology and uh, they consider it as does lgba as a threat basically to women homosexuals children um and of course, this is very, very threatening to the LGBTQIA++ organizations. Now, just as a bit of background, I looked into some of the history of Iceland. And uh, Iceland has got the longest established legislative assembly, the Althing, which was set up in 930 AD. So it's 285 years before the Magna Carta was even signed here in the UK, which kind of kicked off our parliamentary democracy. So Iceland can perhaps be fairly described as one of the oldest democracies in the world. But there do seem to be some forces afoot who are trying to destroy democratic norms. And Elder is here to tell me what's been going on with the LGBTQIA plus cult Reykjavik division. So, hello, Elder. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Clive. I'm very happy to be here to tell uh, what's been going on. Thank you for coming. Now, I, you have clarified this for me before, but uh, it's something that I've forgotten. Um, your organization is called Sam Takin 22. The national, what you call the national queer organization or whatever it's called, is called Sam Tokin 78. So what do those numbers refer to? Just as clarification. Yeah, that, that's correct. Um, Sam Tokin 78, which now is called the National Queer Organization of Iceland uh, in English, was founded in 1978 by a gay rights activist called Herder Torvason. Right, he was uh, he was more or less mm-hmm. exiled um, from Iceland um, bec- due to his uh, sexual orientation, and uh, was in Denmark right. or in Copenhagen uh, for many many years. In Denmark, the organization for um, same sex attracted people was founded in 1948 and was called Organization 48. So right. what happened with uh, with uh, Samtik in seventy eight is uh, it's referred to the year it's uh, it's founded. So right. we okay. decided to do the same thing. Uh, we were founded on the twenty second of February, which is twenty two of the second in twenty twenty two, and uh, we thought mm-hmm. uh, Samtik in twenty two would be a good right. name for us. Also. Also, because like everyone knows, um, two plus two is four. We are realists, and there are two 
success. So we thought that number would be excellent. And also there was a very, very prominent gay club in Reykjavik called 22 back in the day, which obviously has been shut down mm-hmm. because gays and lesbians can't have any uh, spaces of their own these days. No, we can't have any nice things anymore. Also, 22 and 78 adds up to 100. So I thought there was some kind of symbolism behind that as well. I haven't actually thought about that, but that's actually quite interesting. Yeah, great. So, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, 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 I hadn't, I, I, I hadn't clocked that. So that's a great clock. Great job. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Well, I thought it. I thought it re- might refer to percentages or something, but now I know it's year of establishment or foundation year. It's year of now, establishment, but sa- also, but also twenty two is a very lucky number. If you if you Google the number twenty two and it and its significance, it's uh, it's it's usually a, a, a mm-hmm. lucky number as well. So, okay, well. But things haven't been quite so lucky for you recently, thanks largely to the activities of Sam Tokin 78. So um, tell us what happened when you tried to organise an event in Reykjavik. What what was the event um, intended to be, first of all, and then what happened as a result? Well... Life uh, from the very start or from the very beginning where we founded our organization, we were subject to the same libelous and slandering uh, like the LGB Alliance was uh, mm. subjected to. Mm-hmm. You know, that we were transphobe and that we wanted to, you know, uh, push all the transgender people uh into the gas chambers in Auschwitz and, mm. you know, and the rest of it, you know, you know the drill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we decided that it was time to sort of, uh, you know, have an event, make have a, have, a, have a first conference where we could introduce ourselves properly to the media, to the public, to the community, and sort of, yeah, convey our message um, you know, in a, you know, in a professional, calm and collected way, right? So mm-hmm. we yeah. decided to hold, we so we decided to hold an event uh, during the Reykjavik Pride week. Uh, week. Uh, initially, we weren't going to have our event mm-hmm. on the actual Pride Saturday when the when they had the parade as such, but. Um, we were thinking about having the event on the Thursday or the Friday. However, um, mm-hmm. yeah. we uh, asked we asked the national um, national <clears throat> the national museum whether their auditorium would be available on the Thursday or the Friday. And then we were told mm-hmm. it would not be available. So, uh, but the Saturday would be available, and we were sort of like. Mm, it's the same day as the uh, actual Pride Parade, so shall we do it or shall we not do it? And then we thought, okay, no, we're gonna do it on the on the Pride uh, on the Pride, you know, on the actual Saturday Pride Day, because uh, yeah. first of all, uh, we we were not gonna do any action or anything to, you know, um, 
you know, we were not going to do any protests in the in the march. We were not going to do anything to uh, disrupt or, or 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 do anything to the Reykjavik Pride events that they had planned or anything mm. like that. It's not our style. We, you know, that's not what we're about. So we thought, okay, yeah, we're going to do this mm. event at the same time because. Uh, we were confident that we would be catering to an audience that wouldn't want to go to the Pride Parade anyway. So, um, so yeah, we yeah. got the auditorium at the National uh, Museum. It was confirmed on the twenty seventh of June that we would have the auditorium, and uh, and yeah, everything was perfectly fine. And then uh, further down the line in the planning, I think if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, mistaken on the 21st of July, yeah, it's 21st of July, we uh, sent another email to the National Museum asking about catering because they have a cafe in the foyer of the of the museum. Mm. So we just wanted to make sure that they, they would be able to uh, cater for um, that number of people. And then we yeah. were advised, uh, yes, the, the cafe is going to be open, but if you want external caterers to come in or, or if you want to bring your own or have coffee and, and as such, you're welcome to bring that, you know, uh, or organize that from a third party. So that's the second confirmation yeah. that we actually do have a booking with the uh, National Museum. Um, mm-hmm. And then... Uh, well, we started advertising our event already in June, but we didn't uh, give out the location because, well, you and me and everyone probably listening, we know how trans activists actually operate. So yes, our advertisement yes. said that that we were going to have the, uh, uh, well, we're going to have a conference in the Reykjavik city center on that date at that time. And uh, we would, disclose the location at a later date well um we disclosed we disclosed the uh i'm just bringing up a calendar so i have the exact dates here and now it doesn't work so the friday before the uh the friday uh the 7th no sorry friday the 4th Mm -hmm. of august we actually publish and yeah. advertise the um, the actual location, and mind you, we do that in, uh, on the Friday evening. And this weekend mm-hmm. in Iceland is a bank holiday weekend, so so the seventh, the Monday, the seventh is a bank holiday in Iceland. And we thought, okay, everyone is going out for festivals, getting drunk, having fun, yada yada yada. So. Mm-hmm. So the chances of uh, of trans activists actually clocking what we're doing in the evening of the fourth and, and and stuff like that, we just thought the risk would be minimal disclosing it with a week's notice. Given it was a bank holiday, we can't. Sunday mm, yeah. noon, we rece- Sunday noon in the middle of a bank holiday, we can't mind you. We receive an email from the National Museum of Iceland saying. Oh, there's been there's been um, there's been an error. We've made a mistake. We have actually uh, double booked the venue, uh, so you don't have the venue. So I oh. knew exactly what was going on. Yeah, um, Sunday mm-hmm. yeah. on on yeah. a noon in a bank on a bank holiday uh, weekend. So no, so we we saw through that instantly. So um, so we decided to um, to. Um, to get a solicitor uh, uh, involved 
and to um, mm -hmm. you know to try to get to the bottom of this. And uh, they said, no, we have a double booking. We're re really sorry, but uh, we will try to you know we'll try to get you uh, into another venue, which they. Did yeah. they did suggest another venue to us, which was uh, a hotel in uh, Reykjavik, but um, associated yeah. with that would be very very expensive um, catering because um, third party catering would not be permitted on those on those premises. So we did right. ask the National Museum whether whether they would cover the cost of the uh, catering because obviously we had made other plans. And there was no uh, result or any any landing uh, with those uh, negotiations, but the solicitor did ask the National Museum, "Who is the other party that has booked the venue? Can you please provide the documentation trail leading up to that booking? Because that booking has has to be made before the twenty seventh of June." for them to mm -hmm. have priority yeah. because the first confirmation from the museum was on the 27th of June. Then yeah. the museum came back and said, then the museum came back and said, oh no, um, it's actually not a, th a third party who is, um, who is uh, using the venue. It's actually us. It's for an in internal um, preparation for Reykjavik Culture Night, which, which actually took place on Sunday, the 20th of August, so last Sunday. Mm -hmm. So they actually are throwing us out so they can actually use <clears throat> their premises themselves. So, But if you are in the business of, of, of uh, renting venues and you double book and it's, um, and it's uh, an internal event, you know that you actually have to give way for the external and, and honor that agreement, and especially being a government um, institution. Uh, mm. But um, this, so the solicitor stated that to them and said, you know, okay, you don't have a documentation trail. You're actually cancelling their event, and they have uh, speakers arriving from outside of Iceland where they have to, you know, fly them in, you know, cater for them, host them, mm. you know, house them, etc. So you're actually causing them a lot of financial damage, which they would be. And then yes, uh, yeah. the National Museum just sent. The, yeah, so the National Museum just sent another harsh email that no, the 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 venue is booked and that's it and that's final and that was the last word that we had actually with uh, the museum through the solicitor. Okay, my counterpart so were... uh, lesbian. Where? So they were yeah. booking it for an internal training event, basically. Well. No, they were well. They were actually. They had actually said that they were planning Reykjavik Culture Night uh, on that day in the auditorium, and Reykjavik Culture Night was the weekend after, so Saturday, the nineteenth of uh, August. Right. Okay. Why it's couldn't bogus. they? Sure. I mean, you know. Yes, it sounds bogus because couldn't they have moved that rather than moved you? Of course, they would have been able to move it, you know. But you know, but it's it's bogus. It's just it's just a cover, you know. The mm. thing the, the thing is, the trans activists started as soon as our advertisement went up with the location. 
they started bombarding the uh, National Museum with phone calls and emails, etc. And and we have that documentation uh, documentation trail from social media that that's mm. exactly what happened with the museum actually responding to them. Oh no, we're not hosting them. You know, yeah, we we are guards of human rights and and this and the other. So they were indulging in this libelous and slanter, slanter you know, in the libel and slander against our organization. That's, uh, yes. So you've got documented proof of, of contact between trans activists and the National Museum of Iceland. Which, A lot of it. Right. And that predates them suddenly discovering that they've double booked the venue. Yep. That's exactly what, what we have. So what happened with the second venue? Well, this is... Um... So my lesbian counterpart in the uh, in the um, in the management, uh, she found um, another venue which was the Reykjavik uh, Horse Riding Hall, and they uh-huh. had a lovely venue, a little bit on the outskirts of Reykjavik, but a lovely venue on the same. And actually, it would have been, it actually would probably visually have looked better than in the auditorium of the. Um, National Museum, so I was very pleased with uh, her find. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we came to the uh, horse riding hall with our equipment, with our uh, with our uh, catering and, uh, and stuff like that, I was also very very pleased to hear a familiar voice um, because um, the lady who is actually managing the venue is an old business associate of mine. Ah. When I was working, uh, yeah, when I was when I was actually working for an, a big American corporation, and uh, we knew each other, and we've known each other for years, mm-hmm. right? So we rig everything up, and uh, and um, and I say to her, okay, as soon as we uh, hit the send button, advertising this uh, venue, you will get phone calls and you will get um, abuse. And she was like, okay, it's fine. I know you, Elter. I know your organization. I know that you're not the hateful pickets that everyone says you are. I've known you. You know, I've had plenty of conversation with you. You know, we've worked on the same things, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to embrace the storm, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. And she and, and we are at the venue and we hit sent and within... 10 minutes, the phone starts ringing at, uh, you know, for her. Oh, do you know whom you're hosting? You're hosting this hate organization, this and the other. And she's like, no, I'm not listening to it. I know, Elder, I know, I know what this organization is about. No, Uh, no, Mm -hmm. that's just, no, we're not, you know, leave us alone. So please don't call us again. That's it. Right. And a few minutes later, her, her manager calls. And he's like, oh, you know, um, we've, we are receiving complaints that uh, we are, you know, renting out um, the venue to uh, a hate organization and and pickets, et cetera, et cetera. And she's like, no, 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 no. You know, I'm the manager here. Leave it to me. I know exactly what I'm doing. You know, I know him. Mm-hmm. I know Elder. I, you know, I know I know what, what the messaging is here. No, it's completely fine. Just leave it with me. Trust me. And he's like, okay, I trust you. I'm going to leave it with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The activists don't stop there, so they just go further and further up the hierarchy. So, and they went all the way up to the Icelandic Sporting Association and the Reykjavik Sport 
uh, council boards, and that's where they disconnected. And and um, and the manager of of uh, and and I was actually driving. Uh, this is like uh, four thirty in the afternoon, and I'm driving to uh, to Keplavik Airport to pick up Konya Yevion's wife. And I have Robert Wintermute in the mm-hmm. car, and I'm taking him around the Reykjanes Peninsula, you know, sightseeing because it was the only opportunity we had to do a little sightseeing. And uh, and mm-hmm. the phone rings, and it's Björk, you know, my 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 lesbian um, counterpart in the um, in the um, management team, and she says they've cancelled the venue mm-hmm. on us, and I and I'm like, no, that can't be. And she's like, yeah, you know, the, 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 the manager, I don't want to mention her name, but the management lady from, from uh, the horse riding hall, she, um, she called and she was literally reduced to tears and she had got so much abuse, both from uh, the National Queer Organization and, uh, and people have been calling her manager mm-hmm. and they've gone all the way up to the Icelandic Sport Association and the um the Reykjavik uh, leisure uh, council and uh, they've you know disconnected everything so no we we can't be there and i was like but all of our stuff is there the catering is ready the ho- everything is rigged up and and Björk is like yeah mm-hmm. we have to go later this evening and pick everything up and leave and he's just like, whoa, shit. And, uh, you know, and, and, I'm, 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 I'm literally with Robert Vintimute in the middle of effing nowhere, right? Uh, in the Reykjanes Peninsula yeah, going to yeah. pick up um, Tonya Yevian's wife. And I'm just like, okay, what the hell do we do? But the former prime minister of Iceland, Sigmund Davi Grunlöksson, he had actually said that he was going to attend the, um, the conference. Out of interest, okay. And uh, and I'd been in email uh, contact with him quite frequently over the last uh, or, or the few days leading up to uh, the conference. So I write an email to him and I said, "Okay, SOS, this is uh, a call of an emergency. Can you please call me on this number because I didn't have his phone number." And uh, and uh, me and Robert, we were like, "Okay, this is a powerful lobby that we are up against." You know, and they and they obviously know some f- powerful people. What you know, whom do you know? So what what strings can we pull to to get mm-hmm. this um, going? So yeah, like I said, I emailed the former prime minister. I called a few uh, persons, and I was like, okay, I know uh, the former prime minister probably doesn't want this number to be given out to just anybody, blah blah blah. But if you have it, can you please share it with me? And uh, one local councillor from the same party actually did. And uh, I sent an emergency call on a text message uh, to the former prime minister, and it took two minutes, and he rang. And um, I told him, obviously, yeah, so I obviously told him what had happened. And uh, Mm -hmm. he was like, okay, do you know what? No. You're gonna have our party headquarters. Um, so um, I'm gonna call my sister. She has uh, the keys, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Go and you know this is yeah. her number. Go and contact her. Get get in there. And so obviously after after uh, picking up uh, Tonya's wife, straight to, uh, straight back to Reykjavik. 
get all our stuff from the uh, horse riding hall and then you know by then we were absolutely knackered so just like okay we're gonna have an early morning and rick up in the morning at the at the, um, the uh, party um uh, at the party uh, headquarters but obviously we had to announce yet another venue on social media which we did so the the um, narcissistic um, trans activists obviously started uh, chasing the the party headquarters oh my god we can't believe that you are uh, hosting a hate group uh, you know hateful pickets this and the other um, is this true etc etc and the person who works with the facebook page uh, of that political party obviously said no we don't have any booking blah 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 but this shows how narcissistic these trans activists are now we're talking mm. we are on friday evening almost hitting 7 30 8 o'clock in the evening and they expect everyone to be following them in real time on fucking social media sorry for swearing <laughs> That's the okay. people at, so yeah, so the people at the party office they didn't even know that we were going to be in the uh, in the party headquarters because this is just a handshake deal between me and the former prime minister. Mm, yeah. So how were that? So how were they supposed to know? But these people actually expect everyone to be following what they are doing and do and bowing to them in real time on social media. You know the poor staffing at 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 at, uh, at the headquarters had no idea what was going on, but luckily the they did respond. Mm, no, mm. they don't have a booking, so so they're not here. So we got a little bit of time to work in peace, you know. But uh, but yeah, yeah. The, then yeah. Uh, then then the next day the uh, the event actually took place, but unfortunately. We were expecting somewhere, and Iceland is small, we were expecting somewhere between 50 and 75 people to attend originally. Yeah. The uh, auditorium of the uh, National Museum takes maximum 100 uh, in the auditorium. So we were expecting mm -hmm. somewhere between 50 and 75 plus media, right? Because we'd also sent yeah. press releases to all the media, right? Mm -hmm. um, and... And the 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 event actually takes place. Uh, the trans activists are going like, "Oh, I can't believe it!" At the same time that we are doing the parade, they are having this uh, hate uh, hate mass or hate fest in mm -hmm. in this in this headquarters and and uh, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. They even sent a few people to the party headquarters to take you know that were taking photographs of people entering and leaving the premises. You know, oh my god, it's like East, yeah, it's like East Germany Stasi going on. It's nuts. You know, goodness I know. Sake. <laughs> I know, I know, it's absolutely nuts. So instead of just going to your parade and enjoying your day, you're actually spending the day actually spying on who is, you know, in this, you know, um, conference of this, you know, alleged hate group. You know, these people are nuts. Mm. I'm really, really sorry. There's no, and these are I the mean, people. Hey. They're the people who call you fascists. They're the people who call yeah. you fascists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not, you're not photographing hey. people going to their events. No, 
No, I mean projection <laughs> <No>. much. <laughs> and I saw, I saw some of the. <laughs> really, really, mm-hmm. I saw, um, mm-hmm. I saw a piece you you posted to me in a DM from someone called Al- Atli Thor, and uh, he's oh some God. kind of communist or something. Um, yeah, he he's comparing like your extreme... organization. To the KKK. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was comparing your organization to the KKK, to QAnon, to the far right, and he kept on mentioning yep. something called Valhalla. Now, I know Valhalla is like Viking heaven, but is it the name of a, yeah. an organization or a political no, group or something? Uh, no, uh, Val, uh, Valhalla is um, is um, the ha- um, party headquarters of. Uh, the Independence Party, which is the, well, it used to be the biggest political party, like the Conservative Party. Um, right. But, okay. uh, um, but but we were not there. It's it's not the same party. But, you know, he just hates the Conservative Party with a vengeance. And, you know, and he's in his full right to, you know, express his um, uh, hatred against the Conservatives. You know, there are probably a lot of, of, of the listeners who, are, who don't agree with the Conservative Party. And, you know, and there's many, many policies that I don't agree with either. So, you know, so, mm, so. Yeah. All, 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 all to him, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, he, uh, Atle has been like uh, um, a political commentator wannabe in Iceland for quite some time. Um, he is alone mm-hmm. uh, in his. Um, um, there is an organization called Transparency International, uh, which I don't even know properly what is, and he is alone in the Icelandic division of it. Nobody understands what that organization is, but he uses it as a sort of a thing to make him sound important, I suppose. But, but yeah, no, we're just enjoying watching himself burying uh, his political commentator career because um, we don't we don't need to say anything. We don't need to respond to um, mm. to that bile and nonsense, you know. So so we just um, we're just letting him uh, digging his own uh, hole that he can stay in. We don't care. We we we, we don't want to entertain it. So yeah. No, no, fair enough. So an organization that calls itself Transparency International seems not to be very transparent because you don't know what uh, position he holds there much. or what they do. <laughs> or, or if the they irony. even exist, to be honest. Yeah, or even if they exist, <laughs> I have no idea what they are. You know, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, so... Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, so... So the event took place, and we were actually expecting somewhere between fifty and seventy-five, and we ended up being around thirty. And but unfortunately, because of all of this confusion, people were going to the National Museum, people were going to the horse riding mm-hmm. hall, yeah. you know, and people like people didn't have any idea where they should go. So there were there were a lot of people who actually didn't manage to come to the event because they went to the wrong places and because it was pride the traffic was a bit blah 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 you know so it was yeah it was it was a mess so they succeeded in 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 stifling the event or damage you know or or well they effectively sort of destroyed the physical event but we recorded everything and everything has now been published and and um, um, put on YouTube and on social media so 
all this hate that we were actually uh, promoting is now public uh, and for everyone to see. Um, mm. int int interestingly, uh, there was a human rights uh, solicitor or human rights uh, lawyer uh, present at our conference, and she mm. um, actually posted on social media. Yeah, I went to um, the Organization 22 um, um, conference today because I wanted to see what all the hate was about and see the hate that, that they were preaching, etc., etc. Uh, but there wasn't any, so um, I don't know what all the fuss is about. And I think people should actually listen, li listen to what they have to say because there's no hate there, but there are some really, really good, valid points. So, mm, um, yes. and then obviously people started attacking her like, what, what are you crazy? They're hate, pe they're, they're, they're hate preachers. They're KK, you know, KKK Nazis, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, all, yeah, all those, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, everything. So we've actually now, uh, hired, uh, this, um, human rights lawyer to represent us in our case against the National Museum of Iceland. So, mm. um, so she is now looking after our interests in Iceland, um, and her name is Eva Högstotter, and and um, and is quite uh, well. She's quite known in Iceland, and and we completely trust her with our um, interests. So, so yeah. Wow! So it sounds like you had yeah. a fairly hectic few days in Reykjavik trying to. It's host... been very, it's been very hectic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And and of course, with every cancellation, you lose people who are going to come along because, like you said, eventually yes. it ended up just being 30 people. They've got what they wanted. And you have to ask yourself, what are they so frightened of that they try so exactly. assiduously to, to exactly. shut you well, down? Yes. What are you yeah. – what, what are I they mean, frightened look, of what look, you're look saying? At, I mean, look at what they've done, you know. An event that we were thinking fifty to seventy-five people, right, ended up being thirty, and all this effort, all this nonsense, and now we've been featured in the Times, and uh, and uh, and now mm. now even more people are interesting. I mean, the the organization has gained more than three hundred followers on Facebook in just a week, and <laughs> even more, even okay. more on Twitter. So, so what they've done is actually uh, <laughs> promoting us. So we do want to extend our gratitude and thanks to those uh, narcissistic <laughs> TRAs because because uh, now actually pe more people are actually listening to what we have to say and we are being showered with messages of support. So thank you. It's the Barbara Streisand yeah. effect, isn't it? In it is. full operation, it is. absolutely. Yeah. Now I understand that there's and there's an independent it, podcaster called Frosty Logerson. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. And um he interviewed you. He's an Icelandic um podcaster and content creator, is that right? That's correct. He is a content creator um uh, with a media company called Broadcast. And uh, yes, he interviewed me after the conference, obviously going through the same scenario like we are doing now and and also mm. sort of in depth of what we are actually doing as an organization, which we don't have to do because obviously the audience know exactly what we stand for and what we are doing. 
And in the aftermath of the interview with Froste, um, the TRA the TRA started uh, attacking uh, broadcasts, advertise, uh, advertisers, and business associates. And not only just the blue and pink haired uh, TRAs, there was actually a member of parliament, a female member of parliament, that also attacked one of broadcast's sponsors. And uh, the sponsor of broadcast actually responded by saying, no, you are not going to um, manipulate us and affect our business association with broadcast. So we are going to double our amount of uh, support to broadcast <laughs> as a result. So, but which is great. It's great that companies are actually willing to take the stand with uh, free speech. But it's extremely grave situation that a member of parliament tries to influence and stifle free press in the country. I mean, I I did a bit of looking, as I said, into Iceland's history. It's free speech is built into the constitution of the country, isn't it? It is. It so, is indeed. So, what is this MP? And so, and 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 so is sex equality. So, what are we actually discussing here? You know, mm, and mm. everyone is equal, and uh, constitutionally, everyone is equal. So what are we actually discussing? Yes. And I think I can't help but think that part of this is that the TRA types know they're losing the argument. Because not uh, only recently, uh, I think Denmark joined Norway and Sweden in either restricting or basically getting rid of so-called gender-affirming care for minors. So it's that's, like... They're, that's the, correct. The more that there's pushback against what they're promoting the more vicious the more aggressive they become and it's really difficult yeah. for them to uh, to portray themselves as one of the most marginalized communities in the entire expanse of human history when in iceland they've got access to an mp who can try and threaten someone's business because he interviewed you I mean, where's the marginalization? Yeah. It's it's mad. Exactly. There is no margin. Uh, there is no marginalization. You know, no. it's non-existent. It's 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 uh, it's 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 fantasy. You know, yes. it's nonsense. Of course, if they've got it's sway, absolute nonsense. If they've got uh, if they've got sway with Iceland's sports council and leisure council to the point where they can actually get venues to cancel bookings at their request where is the marginalization seems to me that they're very very empowered indeed but um, i mean well one of one of the most known icelandic trans activists is connected all the way up to the icelandic presidency i mean um mm -hmm. uh, the spouse of uh, fox fisher in brighton um mm -hmm. yeah uh, he calls himself owl fisher or ukla stephanie writes a column for the uh, metro mm -hmm. he is featured in in the first lady of iceland's book that the first lady <coughs> is promoting all over the world so so th there you have the marginalization i mean mm. it's just there isn't it so marginalized so so uh, oppressed <laughs> <laughs> very, very oppressed. Very oppressed. And yes. 
and and they have like you know the and and the Icelandic broadcaster and and uh, and the queer organization have each other on speed dial. So as soon as I open my mouth or someone in my organization open my mouth or, or their mouth. They have a free free studio and uh, and live broadcasting in the Icelandic Broadcasting um, Corporation the very next day. So that's how marginalized they are. And mind oh, you, Clive, a... I would also like I would like to address one thing uh, with the conference. We sent press release to every single media company in the country uh, before our conference. Mm-hmm. None of the mainstream media came. Even after the Times has featured what happened in Iceland, none of the mm-hmm. mainstream media has said a word, not a bleep. And has any of the Nordic, um, the, you know, the wider Nordic community taken any notice of this? You know, in Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Finland? Well, uh, not yet, but they will. Um, they will, because obviously Tonya from Norway was one of the speakers in our um, conference, and 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 obviously she is communicating stuff from from Iceland from last week. The Times mm-hmm. have obviously picked this up. The Spectator and the Critic is picking this up. Yeah. You know, so so, but 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 it's really really unfortunate situation that we need to smoke out the Icelandic mainstream media through. Through the uh, through um, a foreign media, do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, be- because the thing is, when Iceland gets into the spotlight with this, you know, stifling the the freedom of speech and freedom of uh, assembly for same sex attracted people in 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 different countries, obviously, are the mainstream media of Iceland going to remain silent, or are they, you know, or are they going to do something? Mm. It's going to be very interesting to see. Because if the Icelandic mainstream media decides to keep quiet, well, then we are back into Eastern European situation where homosexuals are actually being um, oppressed and persecuted. Yes, yes. And Iceland relies on tourism to a certain extent, doesn't it? It does, very much so. Uh, hmm. Half of its income is uh, from from tourism and the other half, more or less, is from fisheries and uh, aluminium right right so there's a so its international reputation should be quite important to them i would have thought and it's quite frat yeah and quite fragile as well mm, you know yeah. being a small country yeah but uh yeah so so this is what has gone, gone on but um but the thing is we have decided um that next year we're gonna come even bigger in force Mm-hmm. So, um, so what we are going to do now is um, Nordic gender critical um, gays and lesbians uh, group. We are going to uh, uh, form uh, an umbrella organization for mm-hmm. all the Nordic countries. Yeah, and we are going to invite uh, LGB Canada, LGB Alliance in the UK and Ireland, and all the gender critical. Um, um, gays and lesbian groups in north of europe to mm-hmm. a conference in iceland in the on the second weekend of august next year we're gonna come back in force and we're gonna go big we Excellent. are not gonna stop we're gonna go bigger 
Excellent, excellent. Well, so, if I so, can make so it what, to Iceland, so, I will so watch come this space. So second weekend of August twenty four. Yeah. Okay. Now your your um, uh, viewers can catch you on GB News this weekend. Is that right? Yes, I will be with Andrew Doyle on Sunday um, at the Free Speech Nation. Good. Uh, and uh, and yes, um, and hopefully you will see a lot more from us because we are just beginning. Um, yeah. Well, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a few quid to talk to you soon, Elder. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay yes. you for appearances on the show. <laughs> Absolutely, it's been a very very busy week, you know. And and luckily, I have a very very good and understanding husband that I love very much, and he puts <laughs> up with all this. <laughs> so, so so yeah <laughs> well i mean well done to you for you know sticking with it and you know not letting these people uh bully you into silence i mean it's outrageous the tactics that they've deployed i mean the most outrageous thing i think is coming and photographing people that's the kind of thing fascists used to do and i mean fascists yeah, in the crazy in the very real sense of the word um, I remember there used to be a website called Red Watch, and it was run by the, the actual far right, not the fantasy far right of TRAs. And mm. they used to photograph people who turned up to, you know, socialist events and put them on their website and encourage people to harass them. This yeah. is what this is what this organization is doing in Iceland. Yeah. Do you know what's actually the saddest part of this? You know, you know, apart from them doing that, it's actually them using all that energy and all that effort instead mm. of being plan instead of planning their own events for Pride, yeah. organizing their own events for Pride, and actually, you know, being in the community spirit, you know, for their own celebrations, right? Mm -hmm. They decide to use the time to ruin someone else's event instead yeah. of just making sure that their own events are going smoothly, et cetera, et cetera. But they, they actually prioritize, no, let's sabotage that instead of actually making a good event for ourselves. Yeah. And that's their tactics. It's It seems to me that, you know, these people who, who say, oh, you know, both sides need to calm down. It's like it's not our side that's going and disrupting their events. You don't get loads no. of gender critical people turning up at trans pride and protesting that. Never. You know? Never. Um, I mean, and this is, and, and that's also a very conscious decision that we made. We were like, we are not going to do any actions in the parade. We're not going to do any actions in any of their events. We are not going to do anything to sabotage for them. We yeah. are just going to do our own thing in peace. And, and, and that's it. We yes. never set out to do anything to do anything on that, you know, to sabotage for them. But, but then you can see who is the, uh, who is the aggressor. That's not mm. us. We are not mm. the aggressor. No. And I think that's a good place to draw this to a closed, Elder, because I know you're busy, busy, busy man. Yes, so I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take up any more of your time. 
Um, I just want to say thank you for coming along and making time to speak to me today. I hope that things don't get as hectic as they have been in the coming weeks. But you're going back to Reykjavik this Sunday, is that right? I'm going back on the sixth of September, uh, right, and yeah. uh, I will be, and I will be more frequent in Iceland from now on because I think uh, this ball needs to be kept uh, up in the air instead right. of uh, dropping it. So, so yeah. Okay. Well, it's a lovely part of the world, <laughs> even though all this is, but, goes but on. It, it, it is, but um, we are going into autumn. It's going to be bloody freezing soon so so yeah the <laughs> effort that you have to make oh god you know <laughs> i'm dreading i'm dreading the long dark days you know so yes so yeah. you have you have all all day all day nights basically don't you you have like 24 pitch hours of darkness pitch, pitch pitch black in december pitch black oh god terrible i would, I would love that <laughs> <laughs> well maybe you should go in december and have a look maybe i should okay elder thank yeah. you so much for coming along thank thank you very much for having me clive and uh please uh follow us on uh sam talking 22 on twitter and on facebook if you like and yeah please help us with our legal challenge we have a gofundme um we are a very small country you know and uh uh, we have limited resources, so please help us if you can. Yes, please do um, send me all the links, Elder, via Gmail, and I'll make sure to put them in do. the show description. Thanks to listeners today for coming and listening to the show. Subscribe to my Substack as well as to my YouTube. If you are already subscribed to my YouTube, also subscribe to the Substack. If you're new to uh, Queen's Speech, do subscribe to the Substack. I'm looking at... Uh, extending Queen's Speech's range a little bit more. So subscribe. You can help to fund the podcast by buying me a coffee or sending me a donation via PayPal. Links in the description. Thanks once again, Elder. Have a lovely weekend and I will see you hopefully you. soon. Thank you very much, Clive. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.